You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. afternoon good evening folks welcome and or welcome back to black hair in the big leagues oh my goodness i my my heart is beaming my my cheeks hurt my, i just feel like what's the word twitter painted because i <laughs> uh, i'm with a friend today who we connected a long time ago but it was but recently connected during this pandemic and mm-hmm. i feel so excited about it um, my guest today is an actor who can be seen in TV and film. He frequently lights up my TV screen in a, a, a very powerful, beautiful national commercial. I'm like, I know <laughs> him. He is a dancer. He has, the, he's a model, obviously. Um, and oh he has such gosh. a sweet, powerful <laughs> soul. I love him. I love him. <laughs> I I really love him, um, and I'm fortunate enough to have gotten to be introduced to him through the beautiful tour fan. Y'all, mm-hmm. please help me welcome Dion Relifordly. What up, what up, what up, y'all? I'm so happy to be here, and I'm breathing all of those beautiful sentiments that you sent my way. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, we have not, like hung out hung out right until Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh like a couple weeks ago and i just Mm -hmm. felt like wait this is a friendship that like why have we not it's so funny i feel like i feel like that's been my journey in new york period because i moved here in 2018 and then was blessed enough to leave uh i moved here in may um and then uh booked beautiful in august and was gone and then came back and then left and then came back and left so I've been here since 2018, technically, but I feel like uh, I'm still very unknown in the city because I haven't been here for very long, like Ooh. physically, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, yeah. and of course, the pandemic doesn't help, but it, it doesn't take long, I feel like, to like set roots in New York because mm-hmm. everybody kind of goes away and comes back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you just find your people. Mm-hmm. And latch on, don't let go. 
I, I'm, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm definitely in a place in my life where I'm trying to uh, find my community and hold on to them really tight because community is something that's really important to me. Um, so yeah, I totally feel that. And I'm, I, I, I too feel very blessed to have connected with you again recently and then, you know, to come here. So thank you very much. <laughs> I, yes, you're welcome. Also, thank you. I'm like, I'm like, yes, this, we have lots to talk about. You've got so much hair on your head. I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I do. I have questions, but also can we just touch on like community for a little bit? Because I feel mm-hmm. that same way. And yeah. I, for me personally, like this pandemic has been like, like especially at the beginning mm-hmm. being like in a dressing room every day like eight times a week going from that to just being alone in my apartment I felt mm-hmm. like really disconnected how did you feel or how are you feeling um during this time have you been able to have a sense of community mm. what have you uh it's so it's so funny so um, back in March, when everything kind of shut down, I was going to do a play, um, and I was really, really excited about it. And then because of the, uh, because of COVID, everything got shut down and I was in a relationship at the time. So I left New York actually to go to, uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And I was there, uh, maybe for two days and then the border closed and I couldn't leave for oh. months. And then the border opened back up, but I still didn't feel safe leaving, like getting on a plane. And then, yeah. you know, I, I was surrounded by, I am no longer in that relationship, but I was surrounded by people that didn't look like me or know my experience. So I spent 10 months while I was in Canada, uh, separated from the people that look like me, understand me, and, you know, my people, my community. I, I, I was there and watched people that could have been my uncles, my aunts my brothers, my sisters die surrounded by people that look like the people that took my people out, if, if you will. Um, so that was really oh, difficult. Speak. And I, and I, and I <clears throat> developed, uh, I, I, I was lacking community so much that I created my own. So I developed free black millennials, my production company and podcast. And, uh, what? I'm trying to do my own thing with that now, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm just now, falling back into falling in love with my people again, because I thought that when I got back to the city, I would be able to fall back into those relationships. When in actuality, you know, I'm not the only one that went through something uh, over 2020. Everybody did. And we're all kind of like different and changed. So I had to get to know who people are now versus being separated for them for so long, coming back and expecting to, for everything to fall back into place. So that's kind of where I'm at with community. Oh, uh, where do we even begin? Holy... <laughs> it's a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, can we talk about free black men- millennials for a second? Yeah, absolutely. You started a production company in a podcast. Tell me things, please. So, um, uh, when COVID <laughs> first happened, me and a group of my friends would get together on Zoom all the time and just, you know, kick back. We'd, you know, like smoke a little weed. Uh, drink a little some and just like you know kick it with each other because we couldn't do that um uh, in new york anymore and at the time before i left new york i had my best friend here one of my really good friends from college harper miles like my everything is my room as well yeah and then you know ty our mutual friend ty would come and hang out all the time so i had my people around me all the time and i just missed them so we would get on zoom and do a whole thing and then my best friend brianna vanabali 
um, is a brilliant, brilliant uh, black playwright. If if anyone is interested in her work, just check up, uh, check out threehonestyofanopoly.com. You can find all her stuff. Um, but yes. she, uh, we decided to take that concept of meeting on Zoom and turn it into a web series. Um, and then we needed a place to house it or we needed um, to create an organization to kind of push it forward. So I created Free Black Millennials out of that. Um, so Free Black Millennials was producing What Y'all Doing, which is a direct response to Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Um, and then from that, uh, a oh good friend God. of mine reached out to me and was like, hey, we're doing this thing um, where like they're, they created a, an umbrella podcast company and they wanted Free Black Millennials, the podcast to be a branch of that. So they just kind of let me do my own thing. Oh, my God. I came out of it as well. And this um, is sounding like a beautiful snowball. Yeah, it just all kind of happened. I never, I always consider myself a paintbrush, not necessarily the painter. Like I'm the conduit through which other people tell their stories. And oh. now. <laughs> Dion, why now, are you so deep? But why are you just, so listen, deep? Listen. It just comes out of me. I don't, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> oh but my no, God. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Free Black Millennials just uh, wrapped up uh, production of an all-black um, cast of The Tempest. It was a whole virtual experience where uh, I collaborated with graphic designers, black graphic designers, to create Afrocentric backgrounds. That was like a mixture of surrealism and realism to kind of update the reading Zoom-like culture that developed out of 2020. So uh, people are actually entering and exit, exiting off and on screen. And it's just, it's a whole thing. So Free See, Black Millennials is going buck wild right now. <laughs> I'm just going buck wild <laughs> right off. <laughs> Truly, I'm like, how, what do you do about community? You're like, well, everything kind of went away. So I made my own community. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the many reasons why I love New York. New York can be the best place, it can kick you in the face, it can be mm. horrible, all the things, but New York City is magical because it attracts people mm. like you. Mm. It attracts a, a mindset of let's do shit, let's let's create, let's, mm. let's make something happen. Let's, uh, oh gosh, I get chilled and, <laughs> and like overwhelmed just thinking about it because it's so magical. What you just mm -hmm. described me, I'm like, You've been busy. Yeah. Been, well, trying, you know. <laughs> it's it's really beautiful. And I'm like, mm. I need to check this out. I didn't even realize all the things that you had your hands in. So mm. um, ooh, thank you for sharing. I cannot wait to look up free black millennials and check out some of the stuff that you guys are doing because it sounds yeah, so please. powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and so can I talk about, can we talk about hair for a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. I noticed that you've got a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a by right now I'm doing my I'm living my best uh, Lenny Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz, um, Lisa Monet uh, yes, dream. Please. But this is kind of a byproduct of COVID as well. Um, I played before I moved to New York. I played Muhammad Ali in this play called uh, and in this quarter Cassius Clay, and they asked me to grow my hair out for that role. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, and I grew up in the military. So I constantly cut my hair off and got like an edge up like every week, every two weeks. 
and mm. I never really had hair. So um, I started growing it for this role, and then I told myself I wouldn't cut it until I booked something else that told me to cut it. I booked a beautiful, oh. and I, I, I had to keep my hair a certain length to fit under the the wigs. And then after beautiful, I just kind of let it do whatever it wanted to do. And I haven't really cut it since. I've gotten trims here and there, but yeah, it's just kind of growing out of my head. It's growing. <laughs> and when was that, that you decided, what year was that when you were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to. It was right it before I moved to the city. So I believe it was 2017. Nice. Um, and I, yeah. I noticed when you were just playing with it a few seconds ago, it had that spring factor. Like you have that, sh- that stretch and you stretch it out and it like just springed right back to your head. Mm-hmm. Oh, that mm, is such a beautiful thing. You know, like growing up, I never realized how, imp- like how great that was. Like mm-hmm. I've always been like, oh, shrinkage, shrinkage. But when your hair, when you pull it out and it springs back, oh, that means it is so healthy. Oh my goodness. I'm still learning so much about my hair because again, like I used to cut it off all the time and this is the most I've ever had. So all that I know, I'm almost um, exclusively raised by by black women. So I grew up around women who constantly were just like doing things with their hair and I have a little sister. So I would, you know, uh, grease her scalp and twist her up when my mom was like busy. And uh, so, so Uh, But me, myself, I don't really know much about my own hair. So it's been interesting to learn that my hair is not as um, thick as I thought it was going to be. Like, I have a lot of it, but it's actually quite, like, thin. And it's really elastic. It's almost like a rubber band. And I've never experienced that before. I don't know if it's because there's never been anything in it or because it's just my texture of hair. But it's really fascinating figuring figuring out what my hair likes and what it doesn't. This is fascinating hearing you talk about your own hair because mm-hmm. I would so describe your hair from my eyes quite differently than what you. It does not appear thin at all. It seems very mm-hmm. thick, very healthy, and also you're you're you mentioned like that you're figuring it out. You're like, what do I do with yeah. it? I've never really had hair. <laughs> your curls are fantastic. Well, thanks. And I, so. I'm- we're really, we're definitely doing a thing. I don't know what what's happening, and uh, I I also just want to like give a little bit of I guess shed a little bit of light on the fact that as men get older, our hair does thin, and, and I think more of it falls out. But because I've never had hair, right? I don't know how much of it is my hormones and how much of it is just shedding. So, um, and I do a- I do have a lot of hair, but it's not- a lot of hair. Yeah, I have a lot of it, but it's like when I say thin, I mean I guess yeah. the. The shaft is thin. Oh, the like, actual like, hair. Yeah, the actual strand. Is okay, thin. okay. So <laughs> I'm like, I can relate with that because it seems yeah. like when people with curly hair, it's like, oh, they've got like such. No, I think our curls are so fragile, mm-hmm. and because they're that, you're right. The shaft is so thin and and coily, mm-hmm. and it, there might be more of them versus like my friends with straight hair. Sometimes like the shaft is so thick. So yeah. I. So I do get what you mean now, but like you're figuring it out. You're doing so good. And I want to know, like, what do you put in it? How do you, Um, I know it's in twists right now or braids. Mm -hmm, I can't tell. mm -hmm. It's in twists. Okay. I, I, I I don't, there's not a lot that I know how to do with my hair. I know how to plait it. I know how to twist it. (laughs) Two strand twist. Come on. Um, I do a lot of twist outs when I have somewhere to go. When I go audition, I try to twist it up right after I wash it so that, 
when it's time for me to go out, all I have to do is untwist it and kind of maybe rake a little bit of product through it and just kind of go. I um, love this. I do twist yeah. outs too sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, my hair is at that weird length where I don't know if it, <laughs> I don't, it's not long <laughs> enough for me to like get straight backed because I'm not trying to pull a Nick Cannon and like not have my braids touch my neck. Like that is the rule. <laughs> that is the rule. Nigga, you cannot go outside if your braids don't touch your neck. Come on, bro. So. <laughs> Wait, was that, so, like, when was that? When he did Drumline or? I think it was um, Love Don't Cost a Thing. I think, right? <laughs> I'm trying to read. And his braids didn't shut up right now. Oh my gosh. Even a little bit on Wild and Out. I'm like, if he can pull it off, I can't. You know, that's not for me. Um, but no, I use, I use, um, leave-in conditioners. Uh, there's this amazing, uh, leave-in conditioner that has a great amount of hold. To me, it's kind of like a gel and a leave-in. Um, what it's is a twist, it? it's a twist styling gel called, um, cream called Urban Honey. Urban Honey? Yeah. I got it from Target. Target goes off. It's really been going Come off on. recently. Um, and yes. I, I just, I just tried Taraji P. Henson's. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you feel? Do you like it? I've not tried it yet. I haven't tried tons of the products. I have the the innovative, like, what is it called? The scalp tingling conditioner. It, it's it's made. It's okay. a conditioner that's made specifically for your scalp. Um, so I put that on, oh, and then I put smart. conditioner on my actual hair. Um, urban urban honey conditioner, and okay. then I'll either put the Taraji P Henson twisting cream in it or um, the urban honey. And then whenever I take them out, I use a little bit of marula oil um, on Come my on. hands to just kind of like loosen it up because my hair See, really likes See, you act like you don't know what you're doing and you over here knowing what you're doing. I'm learning. I'm learning. No, you ain't fooling me. I need to learn how to like, you know, braid and da-da-da and then boom, boom, boom. You're doing you know? the da-da-da. Okay. <laughs> you are. I'm like... No, you put the oil on your fingers when you take a twist that out. You listen. You know YouTube what you is a did. powerful tool, honey. <laughs> okay, so like I think I heard you say, like when you go into auditions, you do your hair differently, mm -hmm. right? Well, I, I I do a twist whenever I need to, um, depending on what the character is, right? Um, I I have no shame about going out like this in my little messy fuzzy twist. I like it. I yeah, like it. that or. Um, if if I feel like my character is going to be more manicured, maybe I'll do that. Uh, have him parted off, um, but more nice. often than not, if I'm just going in to just show myself, to see my sixteen bars and leave, I would um, uh, twist my hair the night before um, and then do a twist out the next day, just so I can have a really full curly fro. Kind of when you saw me the other day, it looks so good. Ago. And so I guess what I'm wondering is, I'm always. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what the question is yet here. So mm -hmm. feel free to jump in whenever. But I'm sure. wondering how you feel about um, grooming because uh, you are well-groomed and what that means to you as like a, a black man with a lot of hair. Mm -hmm. Like what um, – sometimes I'll ask my guy friends, like what does it mean to be presentable? And, and so like what is – do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, actually, I, I've, I actually was talking about this in therapy. I don't really know, because having hair is still like a new thing for me, I don't really know what's acceptable to me, what feels like me, and what doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll stay in the mirror and I'll obsess over my hair doesn't look right, but I don't really know what I'm looking for. Um, mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me because this kind of mirrors the big 
uh, the big chat movement that happened back when I was in college. I went to HBCU, so everybody was cutting their hair off, right? Work. And I remember Work. them going through a phase where they were they were just, they called it the ugly phase. Totally wasn't ugly, but they just didn't know what to do with it. They didn't know how to accept themselves. And I think yeah. a lot of that, uh, culturally speaking, is just us kind of shedding those European standards of beauty or what we're told we need to, what we're told is beautiful and coming to terms with this in all of its glory, like whether it's nappy, fuzzy, um, or whatever, like my hair right now, I just kind of washed and conditioned it. I haven't retwisted it yet, but it's like, it's, I have like a mixture between a fro and twist right now. And, <laughs> and at first, I think a couple, a couple of months ago, I would never go outside like this, but who told me, who told me that this is unacceptable when this is just how my hair grows, right? Come, yes, yes. Yeah, so I don't, I don't fully know. I don't fully know how to answer that question because I'm still trying to discover what I like and what is acceptable to me. Oh, oh, oh. We'll be right back right after the break. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so a couple of things. When you're talking mm -hmm. about being at an HBCU mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like the, oh, how do I say, like the word on the street being like, oh, this is my ugly phase. First of all, I felt so left out because I have also been through an ugly phase but didn't know like that that was a thing. I just felt mm. like I was alone in that. And I feel oh, like baby, there's you're a- not alone. There's a beauty in like being in a community that is like, no, this is a thing. Mm -hmm. It's a transition. It will pass. Mm -hmm. We're not alone versus like kind of just feeling like ugly duckling, like this is going to last forever. Mm -hmm. So I am just touching on that just to mark in my mind, like it is important to find your people and to have that community yeah, and support sure. system. Mm -hmm. And also you mentioned like figuring out what is presentable to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's such a real thing. Like, yeah. What? Like I think about, I think about, um, uh, I'm like really shouting out the people I love today. So Harper is a hairstylist or hair. She yes. does hair and yes. um, like, she loves like the really clean manicured, like parts, like baby hair, slick down everything. But, and that's beautiful. But, you know, Zoe Kravitz has, like, messy twists and, like, you plaits sometimes. And Lisa, I think and about Lisa Bonet, great. Lisa Bonet, it looks great, you know? Um, so I think so. I think it's less about what is, what 
the world thinks is presentable and more about how we want to present in the world. It's more about us. Yeah. So we need to figure out, (laughs) yeah, we need to figure out what works for us and what makes us feel beautiful. What makes us feel the most ourselves so that we can go into the world and show up as authentically as we can. Okay. This is it. That's it. That's the, that's the audio clip. Uh, Sophia, my intern, if you're listening to this, that's the audio clip. Like, honestly, that is the secret. And that is, um, I'm so, you articulated that so well, something that I, I've not really been able to put words to. And that mm. is, it really doesn't actually matter what the hell we look like. Mm. If we like the way we look, that is the energy that we are walking out the door with. Yeah. Yeah. And if we absolutely. don't like the way we look, even if we look the bomb and you feel like self-conscious about it, that's the energy that you're walking out the door mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And who was it? I think Justin Guarini, I heard him say in an interview, people don't see you through their eyes. They see you through your eyes. I hope I'm not misquoting him. But, Mm. and so if you believe that you are the bomb, that you are beautiful, people are like, man, they're the bomb. They're beautiful. Presence is a really powerful thing. And if you have it, people will be shook. (laughs) Sure. And think about it, like, we're, I think for a long time, we were so um, trying to fit into the European standards of beauty when white people yes. don't even know. They don't even know. They don't know what this is. They, they don't know how to have an opinion about it. They just know that it looks different from, like, you know, what they have. So so what is, if that's the case, then what is beautiful beyond what you see, right? So right. that makes perfect sense, that quote. It, even, like, the whole, like, um, the spring factor that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. and like the shrinkage, like I feel like in the black community, like we hate shrinkage. We, because it's like, we want to show how much length we have, but that is part of the European standards of beauty of like having long hair. And we have a whole different set of criteria. My hair mm-hmm. doesn't grow down. It grows out. My yeah. hair gets big mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for me to be in my full glory. I have to stop trying to make it, long Mm -hmm. and just let it do what it wants to do it's like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so wrapping my head around that and figuring that out um i have another question for you okay since you do have a lot of hair when you're in a show would you prefer to wear your own hair or if you have the option to be wigged what do you want that is a good question so um i told you before when i was coming up uh, before I moved to the city, <clears throat> I didn't have a lot of experience with hair, with my own hair. Um, and of course, when I was playing the Cassius Clay role, um, I wore my own hair and just kind of like picked it out to his style. Um, and when I was on tour with Beautiful, it was the first time that I had a wig constructed for my head. So now <laughs> I feel like I would want to be wigged, right? I feel like I would want someone to take care of of my hair for me so that I can just protect what I have if I continue to, you know, grow my hair out, right? Um, yeah. yeah, I think I would prefer that. But again, like, that's a very new concept to me because I'm still figuring my own stuff out. So right. I, haven't been, right. I haven't been presented with that issue yet. Um, okay, how about this? Oh, actually, no, before we, I ask you that question, mm-hmm. when you have a wig... What is your wig prep? 
Um, so before my hair wasn't this long, so I would just slap it on my head. <laughs> I, I had <laughs> with a band. Do you have like the band around? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I would uh, try to compress my hair as much as possible because I had like a teeny a smaller fro when I was with Beautiful, and um, I, I had to make sure it was down enough so that I could put my wig on, maybe put a few pins in it, and keep it moving. I I I I don't I don't know if 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 it's the same for a lot of like males cisgender males but like I hair hair is something that's very important to us period right but as a black male actor I haven't had a lot of experience with that because they just asked me to like cut my own hair so I do They ask you to Cut your own hair? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, again, so this is before Beautiful, right? Um, before moving to the city and um, working in a more corporate setting, I okay, would just okay. go to work. And if and if they wanted me to achieve a certain style um, that was similar to my hair, they would just ask me to cut my hair. And I was open to that. One, because I didn't, no one was checking to like make a wig or get me a wig to cover my own hair and protect it or whatever. Okay. Um, I would just make edits myself based on what they asked me to, what they asked me to do. Um, so yeah. So huh. so back to your question, it's it's kind of a new thing for me to to um, hmm, like what would I want to do? I don't know. Would I want to wear my own hair? Probably not because that's a lot of work. I yeah. feel like I would. Yeah. I feel like I would be more inclined to ask them to make me a wig or get me a wig, but I don't really know. Ooh. Okay, well that's fun because you'll have so many discoveries coming yeah. up very soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you do have a wig, what you what's your wig rep gonna be now? Because you got some hair. Woo! What are you gonna do, Dion? I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Right. I would do. Like twist my hair down to get it out of the way, maybe right. pin it here and there, and figure it out. I don't know. I definitely need a lesson. Maybe, maybe I can have like a wig prep uh, class with you, and you can. Oh, help that me would. Out. I would actually love that. Do you know? <laughs> do you know who Paris Nix is? He makes wigs for Broadway. Yeah. No, Paris. He was in. He was one of the drifters. Oh, Paris Nix. Yes. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I don't know him personally, but I know him in like the drifter kind of pool. Yeah, because we're all beautiful fam. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you could call him anytime and be like, hey, I'm beautiful fam. Blah, 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 blah. Let's be friends. Um, I'll, put my, I'll put my head. <laughs> okay. I bring up Paris because sometimes his wig prep would be like three inches above his head. And he would set that drifter wig on and it would just be floating on top. Fully, fully me, Celicia. No. Fully me. <laughs> like, sometimes, sometimes um, the wig people on, on tour had to be like, you need to get a haircut. You need to do you something need a about haircut. your hair because it's just pushing the wig up. <sighs> that is so funny to me. And uh, also, how do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about your facial hair in a show? Do they make you cut it? Do you want to cut it? Do you want to not cut it? What do you? Yeah. So, so I, I've treated my facial hair very similarly to my actual hair. I don't have a full aggressive beard, so I'm not attached to it as much as I would be attached to like cutting my hair now. But it's a moment. um, You've got a full moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, cute. Listen, if I'm willing, I'm willing to cut 
my hair, my beard, if they're willing to pay me accordingly, you know? Come on. Yeah. Drop, yes. drop, drop the dollar. Especially my hair now, because there's a lot of it. And this, this like little beard that I have is just like a week or two, you know, from oh. being shaven. So my facial hair, I'm a lot less attached to than the hair on my head. <clears throat> nice. Would you be willing to negotiate that in your contracts? Absolutely. And I'm not, I'm not shy. <laughs> about that um I, I won't i won't i won't drop i won't drop any names uh but i'm gonna be working on a project really soon um and over the earlier this year some um statements were made about the company and i had no qualms about calling them and being like hey thank you for your interest in me playing this role but i i want to know what you were doing in the forward progression of not only the world but of, the, of your company like, how are you addressing these allegations that came out against your com your theater company? Because you created an entire season, but I haven't seen anything on how you have, what you've been doing to remedy these issues. Because I, I don't want to work for or with um, people in general that aren't doing anything uh, for the, in the forward progression of culture, the world, our business, anything. Yes. You have to be doing some kind of work. If you, yeah. I don't want to get preachy, but, no, I mean, uh, but I, I'm, not, I'm not willing. I am not. I am not willing at this point in my life to work for people that aren't doing any kind of work. I'm. I. I, I don't feel like I need to um, yeah. change myself to walk into the workplace. I want to feel safe enough to bring my bags into the room so that I can do my work effectively mm -hmm. instead of leaving it at the door. Because when I do that, when I say this all the time on my podcast, when you leave your shit at the door instead of bringing it in with you you are leaving parts of yourself at the door and you're not able to show up fully to do the work, right? And the work is the most important thing to me. So I just, I'm no longer willing to do that. So I'm, I'm not shy about asking hard questions or, you know, asking them what they're doing in the equity, diversity and inclusion, and inclusion space as we can uh, continue to develop what that's gonna be. Okay, I need to pause because you, that is something that I needed to hear. Mm. So, and I want to get this right, even though I know I could just replay it when we're done recording this. But you said something about you want to be able to show up fully. Gosh, help me, help me out, Dion. So yeah. that you don't don't leave parts of yourself out at the door, so that you yeah. can show up and do your full artistic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because everybody's everybody's process is different. And something I've learned working uh, with Free Black Millennials and being in charge of creating spaces for people to do their work, um, I, I kind of, I want to shed the idea that you have to leave parts of yourself at the door because it's inappropriate to bring it into the room. I think instead of doing that, bring that shit into the room. Of course, you want to be professional. Of course, you don't want it to take away from the process. But how beautiful would it be to walk into the room with like the stresses of your day to like uh, uh, share that with your community, yeah. right? And feel safe enough to risk and play and be foolish and make mistakes in a room with yes. people that are expected to do the same thing. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 I'm no longer at a place in my life where I'm ready, where I want to sacrifice that. No more do I want to feel like I need to leave my stresses at the door <clears throat> when that is very much a part of my experience and existence so that I can go be professional, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Right. 
I, especially in our profession, what is being professional if we're stripping away who we are to be who we think they exactly. want us to be? Exactly. Like we're artists. We mm-hmm. need to be us. So Alicia, we do very, very difficult personal work. I, uh, this is my own theory. I don't think this is like an acting theory or whatever. It's not deep. But I think that I think that in order for you to tell someone else's authentic truth, you have to know yours and you have to have access to that. And leaving that at the door cuts you off from doing the work that you need to do in that room, right? <laughs> it takes away from that community aspect that we were talking about at the very beginning of our conversation. How can I show up and be a part of this community and contribute holistically if I'm leaving parts of myself at the door. I no longer want to work like that. And I, and as I develop my own things with, with my own like company, I don't, that's one of my biggest, that's one of the, that's one of the models that I'm, that I'm using to build the rest of my um, shit on. <laughs> I wish I could have said I, that more eloquently, but you know No, I mean. I'm mad at you. You're like, this is not deep. Deep, 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 deep. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, you know, it's not like, like Uta Hagen or like Stanislavski, uh, Jacques Lecoq, Del Sar. It's not like that. I, ju- I honestly believe that you cannot show up and, and do the work that you need to do if you're leaving yourself at the door. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't, doesn't make, make any, any sense. sense. Okay, so what makes you feel seen when you are... Mm going into an audition, when you've been cast in the show, when you are backstage, when you walk into the building, at any of these stages, what can, if a producer came up to you, Dion, and was like, what do you need? Um, hmm, that's a a great question. It's a stumper sometimes, but as as a black man, as a gay man, like as any, as an act, as a, as a human, Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you I think I think just I just I think I just want to be acknowledged, right? I don't need to be I don't need to be pat on the back. I don't need to be congratulated. I don't need tons of accolades cuz again, those things are important to me. I'm all about the process and um and community, right? But I think just the acknowledgement that I'm there and that my work is is seen i think that's that's all i really need i don't think it's i don't think that is deep i think a producer walking up to me and being like you know thank you for being a part of our show you know or i i like that you did this or i don't know just just acknowledgement i think that's all i really need i i've got everything else i'm trained to do everything else right yeah that's the one thing that i think would um soothe me in the workplace. I love this. I love you. I have one more question, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I almost want to end there. And so I, I might edit it just right there. But um, I will ask this one last question. And that mm-hmm. is, we just wrapped up Pride Month. Um, and I just want to know what like that means to you. Yeah. And niggas be gay and mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Really? And that's the show. <laughs> like, truly. truly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like like yes. I don't know. I've so many I've so many like I things flashing through my head, right? But I think at its core really like people are gay 
and that's not who they are. It's just a part of their experience. And that just, if you don't like it, mind your business, do, do your own thing. You don't have to comment on it. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to wave a flag. You, you can stay home or you can go to the grocery store and just ignore it. You know, mind your business. <laughs> mind your business. I yeah. think that's really well said, succinctly put. You know, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You know, we do what we can. We do what we can. Dion, thank you for joining me on the show today. I so appreciate, mm-hmm. I appreciate you like sharing your time and for being open and for sharing your heart and your ideas and who you are because this is one of those episodes where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to share this with other people, but like, I needed to hear this. So <laughs> I, I am just like, I feel so touched. I can't wait to hang out again in person. Yeah, absolutely. We'll cook some food. We'll have some wine. We'll have some talks. It'll be great. Yes, and thank I'll you again for, thank you again for cre- not creating this platform for people to come on and talk about something as, as, um, as, I think on the surface as minute as hair, because it is, it isn't, it isn't minute. I think because it's something that we grow, it's, it's, um, it's something that uh, translates to the rest of our body. So I appreciate you for creating space um, for people to show up authentically and have, and share their truth and create community. Like, thank you for the work that you do. I'm a big fan. Thank you. Oh my gosh. The feeling is mutual. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Dion. See ya. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everybody. (laughs) And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. (laughs) Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.